Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Let's have a discussion. Bored, yes! That escalated quickly. He seems to have a pathological shamelessness. It's black wrong. Let me say it this way. This is the Brian Suits Show. Open the door. It's AM 770 KTTH. It is Don't Check Your 401k Monday, everybody, the 13th of June, 2022. Uh, Brian sits here with producer Greg, and the comparison is not apt. You, how can, you can't disprove a negative. Who, who cares what the highest rated apprentice was? Anyway, I'm annoyed about several things today, and it's only four minutes after 6 a.m., so uh, we'll be back in just a second. AM 770 KTTH, let's get to work with the right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. It could be a bloody Monday. As the projected uh, opening numbers uh, on Wall Street are not good. And uh, a a big sell-off appears to be uh, underway. As your 401k is urging you not to check it uh, today at all, my my doomsday portfolio idea is still still doing fine. By the way, eggs alone. Uh, by the way, um, Brian is here at AM Seven Seventy KTH, and uh, right here in uh, downtown Seattle on the eastern shores of Lake Union. You know? Did you know, uh, producer Greg? Here's an idea. I I know that for your what was this year was your fifteenth anniversary. What was the anniversary? Yeah, in February is our 15th anniversary. Um, think about this. There's a floating hot tub company on the west side of Lake Union. You rent a boat that has a hot tub in it. There's I've seen joystick. pictures of people doing that. That yeah. looks awesome. It does look fun. Not a lot of privacy, though, and I don't like to take yeah. my shirt off in front of people. I, I, I got to <laughs> say, I please tell me you changed the water. You know, for after every oh yeah, that water session. is half chlorine. I'm uh, sure. Oh God. Um. So uh, anyway, that was uh, kind of neat. Well, so it's now that I have super fast internet. The uh, now I have to come here to work with this really slow internet. And here's my hot, hot Elon Musk uh, uh, Falcon take. I don't know why. What I is that? Everything needs a falcon. Everything's better a, with a falcon. A hawk, or, uh, a hawk or a falcon. And so remember, I'm on the list for, I, I live way out in the country. My internet, frankly, sucks. And if you've ever seen my, my hits on, on Fox Business, on Kennedy, you, know, you, say, you say things like, get better internet. Gosh, hadn't thought of that. And Dude. because it will degrade the resolution. So that it, it, it you can, you can save sound because it thinks when I'm on Skype that all I'm trying to do is communicate. No, no, no. I'm kind of a big deal. I have to be on TV, and so um, that's because like the most I'm 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 getting at average is like eleven or twelve megs downstream and and like two or three upstream. Seems pretty slow, and yeah, I don't know so a whole lot about the internet. I did the and typically here at work. Well, in fact, I'll I'll uh, I'll do two things at once. Um. Uh, typically, where you, where you work, uh, your company is paying for pretty fast internet because it's become a required. Look at this, uh, two hundred seventy megs, right? That's that's literally a hundred times faster than what my home was. But I was on the list for October, and maybe they might move it up to July. Then all of a sudden, they I get I got the hack. A friend of a friend 
said, oh, yeah, they just debuted the RV system. So I, I go online. What, what was it, Wednesday? Um, and, and so Wednesday, I, so Tuesday night, yeah, Tuesday night, I ordered the thing, got there 1030 in the morning yesterday, took f- five minutes to set up, and, and it sits there robo-twisting around looking for the right satellite, and I'm surrounded by trees. Um, and it locked on one, and boom, my my internet is faster than I've had from a, a landline. Uh, <laughs> I'm crazy. So you're pleased with your Starlink in the uh, first couple days that you've had it? And, 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 and here's the thing. It's not even 24 hours uh, yet. And, and here's the thing. The guy doesn't advertise. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not. You know, getting uh, paid. It's ex- it's pricey. The system is pricey. Yes, it is. To begin with, it's under a thousand bucks. But then monthly, it's one hundred and thirty. Um, however, if you if you live like that, you you, you know you. I, I, I'm gonna. I can write it off. I, I can. It's a write off for me because I use it for work. Correct. And if if it if the unexpected snowstorm hits later this week that I'm predicting. Um, I'll, I, I can now, I now have the throughput that I can do this, you know, from home in a emergency basis. Um, and so, uh, uh, no, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super, it's so funny how it just, it buoyed my, my attitude immediately. I'm like, oh, thank God, because it, it was, it was an issue. It was a big, big issue. Did it leave you singing? Uh-huh. That was it. That was the, the internet uh, hawk was watching me uh, set everything up, and and all of a sudden, uh, and what brings this all up is, I you know it's the weekend. You let the kid you know sleeping, uh, so I went and told the chickens, and uh, they were ecstatic. Yeah, and I I saw today specifically on on Friday, you know we learned that inflation is holy point s uh, percent, um, but specifically eggs are up thirty percent. And it's not just because of the avian flu, it's, you know, and all that. And that's, so I'm, you know, that's why I got the girls and I, I did a, did a, as, as best as you can, by the way, tip on, on new chicken owners, you want to do a head count. They don't stand still for you. They don't count off or anything like that. Take a picture, sit down with a cup of coffee. Now count them in the picture. It's not like they know you have a phone and they're going to hide or anything. But, uh, so anyway, they're, they're getting big. It's only been, um. Four months, but they're uh, they're big. Putin's uh, price hike is hitting America hard. Not my chickens, and so I went and told them, and I said, "Girls, we got the internet." Um, so as a first ceremonial act, you know, um, where are you on uh, Adam Sandler? Oh boy, uh, hit or miss for me. Very hit or miss. I think he's a phenomenal actor, but I think pieces of art that originate from him are lackluster. We at times. are we are of one mind. <laughs> the, um, but I heard that, his new film Hustle is really great. That's my Sandler Falcon. Um, I I don't find him funny when he's trying to be funny, but man, that's a thing. He is a really good actor. This this I sat down and watched Hustle last night. It was the number one movie uh, on Netflix. I heard good that. things. It's really. It, man, it, it, first of all, uh, you're you're in a deficit with me to give any f's about the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm fresh out. I'm I'm I just even you know the most important game in a seven game series is game four. I didn't even watch that. 
Because that's how much I dislike Steve politically correct. Right. <laughs> um, I d- just he's annoying. Just you know whatever. But um, but it's good. It, it's it's really really good. And, yeah, and I heard uh, there's real NBA players in the film who are not too shabby of actors themselves. Yeah, they don't they don't play themselves. They play people based kind of based on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Smith is is one. Um, but it's it's a really good movie. It's about a guy who. Uh, who, who's an NBA scout, and he he finds a, a a guy in Spain who's a phenomenal project. No one believes him, you know the whole thing. And it, it turns, I gotta say, kind of what grabbed me is that the the guy, the twenty two year old guy, has a kid. He's a single dad, and there that part of of the movie is really touching. And so it's it's uh it, and it, it's funny where it's supposed to be funny. You know, it's funny, like life is funny, but it's not some two hours of some annoying water boy character of Adam Sandler doing some cliche of someone with Down syndrome. Or well, and Adam or Sandler is a huge basketball fan, and he's, yeah. he's not a bad player himself. And they, you know, that saying, write about what you know. I, I think the similar adage is true for acting in regards to what you know. So it makes sense to me that this would be a good film. Yeah. The, the most phenomenal actor in the entire movie is the person that plays his, uh, his wife. Queen Latifah. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's Boy, that's acting. Believable romance between uh, Sandler and Latifah? Actually, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's it's pretty good. But like, like I say, I'm a tough room. I really don't care about the NBA, but it's such a good story, such a good human story. Def, I, I, I was pushing the remote away for the first twenty minutes. I'm like, go to bed, go to bed, go to bed, and and then uh, then I didn't. Um, all right, back in a second. It is Amazon seventy kth. Uh, hey, great news about the economy in 2019. Uh, is not what I have for you when we get back. It's Sam Stone 70 KTT. Let's get you to work with all right. What's happening? Hey, I'm at 770 KTTH. It is uh, Brian Suits here in downtown Seattle with producer Greg. And yeah, uh, that's that's a good point. Greg said during the traffic uh, that it, it's kind of like Moneyball. And, and it is. And that's why for the first 20 minutes, it was like, okay, I've already seen Moneyball. I own Moneyball. Moneyball is a great movie. Um, but uh, I don't want to see a basketball Moneyball, and and it, but but it's not. It, it is about the business in in the whole thing. But uh, let me get my. I'll check it out. Let me get my sports talk. Oh, that's oh, that's, the me, sports oh, that's bed, not. Huh? Yeah, no. Here we go. Um, so the the Mariners let one get away yesterday. They they were. It sounded like the Red Sox are. Red hot. No, they're not a powerhouse this year, and they lost two nothing late in the game. Gave up a one home run and dropped two out of three to the Red Sox on the homestand over the weekend. Yeah, have you seen that Directv commercial with three Mariner legends in it and Big Poppy? Uh, yeah, Griffey Junior's in there. Is that the one where Ran- they're like Randy Ghostbusters? Arod and Griffey Junior. Uh, and then Big Poppy. So that's it's, yeah, they're Ghostbusters. Here's how effective was, that ad is. I don't know what it's for. It's for direct. I just saw it, and <laughs> oh, okay. I the sound is down. I, I said, "Oh, Direct TV." I know that's got like, it. Very ineffective ad. Um, well, uh, here, here's uh, so there's your there's your uh, Mariner talk. Well, so the the thing over the weekend, I was really kind of surprised by by two things that no one else has figured out that the the Saudi the Dismemberment Golf League is <laughs> what. Is fifty four? It's not live. 
it's not live. It's Roman numeral 54. Correct. And But anyway, um, it, in this tournament that they played in London, the the uh, the winner for this one tournament, $4.75 million. Yeah, that is a huge payday for the winner what, of a What golf a tournament. mystery that guys are, are are golfing. Rory McIlroy, who won the PGA Tour event over the weekend, the Canadian Open, took home about 1.5. Yeah. Which is about a third, if you can do the math, that's, that's as much it, as the Live Golf Tournament paid. 54. Let's call it the dismemberment <laughs> tax. The gap between what the PGA <laughs> pays and what the... What the uh, future uh, king of Saudi Arabia pays is the dismemberment tax. So you can, and, 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 and I mean, you know, the line forms here to denounce Saudi human rights and and dismembering uh, dissidents and, uh, and and the whole thing. Uh, say what you will about dismemberment. Um, however, and this is not a mystery at, at all. And so the 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 head of the the president of the PGA. Monahan at the what what was it the Canadian Open Canadian Open yep um it, this this is such a schism in golf that, and then Friday they announced that they've suspended golfers and I guess I'm I'm absolutely mystified is it like the old AFL NFL I mean you can't play for both or whatever but it it's, it's a strange that- thing i did a far too much research on this over the weekend but t- golfers like to think of themselves as independent cr- contractors yeah but the league the P- the pga tour can say no you can't play in our events and so 17 players are suspended that basically defected and went to live golf uh and and went for the big time saudi money so the the president of the pga came on CBS at, at the the end of uh, the coverage to address the the controversy. Why do they need us so badly? Because those players have chosen to sign multi-year lucrative contracts to play in a series of exhibition matches against the same players over and over again. You look at that versus what we see here today, and that's why they need us so badly. You've got true, pure competition. That's why they need us. Uh, okay, but four point seven five million. <laughs> I mean, this is—I don't get the mystery. And 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 here's the thing: uh, there's very loathsome regimes that are engaging in sports washing. You're you're going to see. Yep, the uh, Olympics do it. Cotter, the World Cup. Does oh my it. God, Cotter is going to be. Uh, Cotter was using l- literal North Korean slave labor. Um, hundreds, if not thousands, of people died from heat stroke building the venues for the World Frickin' Cup, and yeah, the the Saudis, a thoroughly loathsome regime, um, who dismember opponents, the whole thing. Yeah, they're throwing money at golfers. Golfers are catching it, and so uh, one of them, the president of the Fifty Four Golf League, is the uh, Australian uh, golfer formerly known as the Shack. Uh, Greg Norman, and Greg Norman only won 20 uh, major titles. Rory McIlroy won 21 yesterday for his PGA win, uh, and he had to take a dig at uh, Greg Norman. Yeah, this is the day I'll remember for a long, long time. Uh, 21st PGA Tour win, uh, one more than someone else. Uh, that gave me a little bit of extra incentive today, and I'm um, happy to get it done. I like it. There you I go. like it. A little trash talking. Yep, a little sports falcon, hot hot sports falcon take there.
I've actually been surprised at how fired up I've gotten over this issue, Brian, because I don't watch a lot of golf tournaments on the weekend. I enjoy the game. I, I know who the big stars are and everything. But lately, I've just been really adamant about Americans drawing the line when it comes to getting in bed with brutal dictatorial regimes. Oh. And a lot of people have said, well, Greg, do you ever watch the World Cup? Maybe I'm, yeah, I've you know, dipped in on it from time to time, but I'm not an avid watcher. Oh, Greg, did you watch the Olympics? No, I didn't actually this time in China because I thought it was pathetic. Last time in China, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in Sochi and, and so on and so forth. Uh, one of the reasons, I, I mentioned this last week, that Putin was able to maintain his grip on power for so long is because of decades of appeasement and capitulation and overtures to the West where we thought, oh, maybe he's westernizing a little bit. Look, he really likes sports just like we do. Look, he really likes entertainment. Look, he really likes oil just like us. So maybe if we... Uh further um, create this harmony between our two countries, he'll become more like the West and freedom will uh, reign supreme. That, no, all you're doing is emboldening bad people. That, uh, that's all we've heard about China for 40 years. Now now you have yes. the, the, the hypocrisy of your Golden State coach and the rest um, lecturing us about uh, guns and human rights and George Floyd and going over to China in the offseason and taking their money. Um, as if nothing is going on in in hundreds of camps where millions of people are being re-educated because they're religious. And there's only one religion in China. It's the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and, and that's that. And so that so I'm I'm I, I find it loathsome. However, like in foreign policy wise, the United States doesn't need we, we have, we have a, a, a world stance where we need the Gulf Arab states, not for oil, but because of their neighbor. Um, and if and if uh, we turn our back on them, there's a larger issue. Uh, and that's a nuclear Iran. And so I think LeBron is a hypocrite. I think the NBA are hip hypocrites, you know, the, uh, the the whole thing. And I'm believe me, you know, the, the, the I'm personally have interactions with Saudi Arabia that I, I do. There's one, and there's an annual thing called Saudi season in <clears throat> Beverly Hills where they they bring, they fly their Maseratis and Lambos over, they rent them, and they just rip around L.A. for a month and a half as if they own the place, and they leave behind tickets. On the, just, they're all royal family jackasses. Yep. Um, and I, I, and oh, then, by the way, 15 of the 19 uh, hijackers, uh, were Saudi. Um, well, there's that. The guys that flew in from Malaysia to Los Angeles were given aid and comfort by the Saudi consulate in Los Angeles. You're not supposed to know that. They they uh, were, were given a shelter uh, and, and funds at the huge mosque in, in Culver City. But, you know, that, obviously, I have a bit of an issue with. But, hey, 4.75 million is 4.75 million. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, so this is not a mystery. Um, but I, you know, it doesn't mean I have to like it, but not a mystery. doesn't mean I have to like it, but not a mystery. There we go. There's the end of a hot sports thing. Uh, when we come back, uh, the first lawsuit, uh, a settlement is settled over Chas Chop. Uh, it, it turns out lawlessness does have a price. Uh, back at city of Seattle, not my money. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 
777 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we'll talk about the apparent uh, compromise uh, gun deal and uh, what it does and does not do. Uh, there, there are not uh, teams of uh, thousands of federal agents that are going to be fast roping onto your front lawn to kick your door and take guns uh, today, which is how I pretty much assume anytime someone says common sense, but they can't define that common sense gun reform. As I pretty much assume you mean Ruby Ridge. That's, uh, that's, there's that. That's not what this is. Um, well, uh, prices are going up, I've noticed. And, um, uh, I've, I've never had more random conversations in line than the last couple weeks. It's, it, it's, uh, I don't know. And it, it, have you about this? sticker shock? I, people just look at each other and like, ah, oh, so this is what it's like to be, you know, it's, and, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's bringing us together. It, yeah. It's not fun, but uh, no one's saying we're commiserating in our misery oh, or what? my, my God, it's, it is so intense. Um, and, and people who, uh, observe politics for a living are, are finally saying the quiet part out loud. David Axelrod, no, uh, who knows Biden personally from eight years of close contact on the Obama administration. He was one of Obama's um, closest advisors. He, he's the main guy that identified himself. A, a New, York, New York Times on Saturday with an article about more and more Democrat voices are saying, is this guy really going to run? Um, and Axelrod pointing out, look, if he's reelected and, and Biden keeps saying look, that uh, when when he said he would run, if he was physically capable or whatever, I don't know, what, something like that, that he would run again. So in other words, he's going to run again. He's kept the door open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the, uh, Axelrod saying, look, if if he's elected reelected at the end of his term, he'll be closer to 90 than 80. He'll be 86 at the end of a second term. And I mean, you see what 79 looks like. Um, and so the, you know, there's, there's, um, no, no greater political prognosticator than the, uh, the halfwit, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And, and this is a, a loud non-endorsement. Now I, I don't know how many people she influences, People her age don't vote, and and but but they they want to they want her to like them, they they totally want her to, uh, you know, to give them a shout out on TikTok and you know the whole thing. But will they will they vote? No, and luckily they won't. Um, anyone with their prefrontal cortex uh, shouldn't be uh, driving. Uh, or voting. But uh, anyway, this is her on uh, CNN. Uh, asked the direct question. You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes, we should endorse when we get to it. But I I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And um, yeah, what's not to like, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. Well, that ain't going to happen. Is that nervous laughter that you always talk about, Brian? You but, could tell but, she didn't really plan out no, an answer for that question. No. <laughs> she, didn't, yeah. she had to do the ah, ah. comma laughter. 
Um, and, and and I'm sure she's angry. She probably cussed out her her uh, public affairs person or press person for n- not prepping her on that. You know, who knew they were going to ask that? But I mean, it's they're 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 contemplating it out loud on the pages of the New York Times. Um, and it, it, believe me, man, if the economy was booming, uh, th- th- we wouldn't be having this talk. But w- what's going on right now is, I mean, I, I'm barely conscious of the inflation in the 70s. It's not like my mom, my, my dad was retired from the FAA and my mom didn't work. And it's not like they were, you know, coming home saying, oh, that inflation, that's, boy, that's a bugbear <laughs> or whatever. You know, it, it wasn't a thing. Um, my dad wasn't driving to work and, and, and all that. I knew that it was a word and that it meant that prices are going up and, you know, the whole thing. But th- this is this is way different. Uh, and maybe people didn't talk to a, you know, an eight year old about it or nine year old. But but um, yeah, in in line uh, um, and just, you know, na- name the store. I, it, it is just a conversation starter. I'm not sure who the Democrats have on their bench right now, because if Biden's poll numbers stay this low, one, Kamala is embarrassing, uh, but two, she's forever stained then by this administration who took us through record inflation, record gas prices, and you know some real economic hardship for the country. And then I don't know who would be third on that list even. I, I don't even know if you could name anybody that it is popular gaining hey, steam, so to speak. I think an injection of youthful vigor would be provided by Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Without question. So, so um, uh, no, and, and that that is kind of the thing is is that in in quietly in Democratic circles, they they know two things. They know that California Democrats don't sell nationally. Ukraine is a country in Europe. They know that that person should never be president. And they and they know they know that the the blue state West Coasters are are, are just not good on the national scene. And there's one of them who absolutely is positive that he's going to be the nominee for 2024. And he's 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 a slightly bigger halfwit than than our vice president. I am here in Poland. And so um, I, I don't know. All I know is the the buyer's remorse about Biden is is absolutely palpable at, you know, seeing uh, Americans around the country. You know, it, it, no one cares about why eggs are up 30 percent. Uh, Putin, schmootin, tootin, rootin, tootin, whatever. They just are. And. And that that's where decisions are made. This was Biden over the weekend. But make no mistake about it. I understand inflation is a real challenge to American families. Today's inflation report confirmed what Americans already know. Putin's price hike is hitting America hard. I said, you kidding me? Um, I, you know what? He didn't. Putin did not go in and take the last stand up you know super duper freezer that i was looking for over the weekend there's multiple reasons unless he did and then damn you us of a b the the phrase putin price hike bothers me for a number of reasons because it you know it flies in the face of harry truman's the buck stops here but also because ukraine is in this fight for the long haul 
And they need American support. They need support from our European allies as well, because Putin has no intention of ending this conflict quickly. And we've talked about this a ton on this show, that Americans have a very short memory, and we are collectively an ADHD nation, uh, so to speak. And I worry that the more Biden talks about the Putin price hike, the more we're going to be inclined as a nation to become isolationist. Well, if it's Putin's fault, right? Well, let, let's withdraw all our money because we're having economic woes over here. And if it's all Putin's fault, yeah, we're, we're going to hunker <clears throat> down here across the pond and not give any support over there. And then things could really spiral and get worse over there. Am I wrong to think that? Is, is that a parallel uh, That's not to why make, they're going to get worse, but, but uh, the, because they're going to get worse before we get uh, isolationists. So that'll, that'll uh, stop that annoying American mm-hmm. habit. But but just it's ringing, uh, falling on on deaf ears. You know, every time, you know, like I I didn't see him at the gas pump. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have like the secret key and and saying gas prices. Oh, he has it. No, it's not like that. Um, and it's it's almost at this point it's almost pitiful to to hear the excuses and and this one you break the inflation down eight point six percent is the overall percent. Um, if if you just do fuel and eggs, yes, and then it's more like 28% or something like that. Uh, and yeah, the Federal Reserve, uh, the Fed is meeting uh, Wednesday. They will raise uh, interest rates uh, because you got to make money more expensive. There's so much, much of it. That's why inflation is ca- uh, caused. It, it, this is not, it's not uh, hard, but um, I, I, I got to say, in, in my lifetime, I've never seen it like this. I've, I've never... Uh, I've never seen demand to buy chickens and talk to them about their new Starlink from Elon Musk and all that. But that really happened this weekend as Putin was taking the last chest freezer out of this one store that I went to. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get to work with uh, Seattle settling with uh, one, one of the Chaz chop deaths. Settling with the family. We'll tell you about it right after this. AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. China said Taiwan independence is a path to death. It's uh, AM 770 KTTH. Brian here. Over the weekend at the Shangri-La conference, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, met with his counterpart, um, the Chinese Marshal Wei, uh, who gets to wear a uniform, not a suit and tie. That's how cool he is. And the uh, uh, SecDef uh, spoke to the press after the meeting um, but they, the, um, the Chinese, every time, if you ask the Chinese about the weather, they're going to reiterate that, uh, or they're, they're going to claim that they're going to fight and that Taiwan is part of China. And no one ever asked Taiwan, hey, are you part of uh, evil China or are you good China? But anyway, I, I'm pretty sure they would say good China. We see growing coercion from Beijing. We've re- witnessed a steady increase in provocative and destabilizing military activity near Taiwan. And that includes PLA aircraft flying near Taiwan in record numbers in recent months and nearly on a daily basis. And we remain focused on maintaining peace, stability, and the status quo across, across the Taiwan Strait. 
So uh, there, there you go. Uh, the, the Chinese, in case you're missing it, for the last couple of years, have basically been doing day one practice. What, what day one of a general assault on Taiwan? Okay, uh, so Brian, like. try to talk me down from being a little concerned and freaked out here, because if you think, Is uh, it, well, let me get concerned, Falcon. Think back in history. When was the last time you can remember any kind of military buildup happening before there was some kind of spillover into all-out war? February. Wow. Yeah, February <laughs> of 2022. Am I mistaking that? No, or... that's, you're correct. So when you hear our uh, Secretary of Defense say there's a military buildup carried out by the Chinese near Taiwan, I kind of have a few alarm bells start to ring. Should I? Yeah, yeah, you you should. The, the Chinese know that they're they're still either they're they have to decide that they're prepared to take a lot of casualties, um, or uh, put it off ten years. And for Xi, for President Xi, last year was the hundredth anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. We're 25 years away from the 100th anniversary of China. You know, in, in between, he needs to find some anniversary or, or something um, on, on that. It's, it's not like it's, it's not going to happen this year. But what is happening very slowly is the temperature is going up in the Pacific. And, and, and I, I don't mean global warming. The, the nation of Papua New Guinea is effectively in the pocket of China. The nation of New, Ze- New Zealand uh, ostensibly a Western uh, English-speaking democracy is in Taiwan's pocket. What's going on in New Guinea is so, and it's such it's such a intense political in, environment that that there's one island with hundreds of thousands of people that wants to break away from the country because the Chinese come to the South Pacific with civilian merchants opening up stores and their government subsidized. Uh, that then they build schools and the whole thing, and then they start. Uh, undermining the church and the the people of the South Pacific are extraordinarily religious people. Um, the people of Tongan, uh, I mean the Tongan people, the uh, American Samoa, uh, very very religious people. And sorry, you're in bed with the wrong bank account uh, for that. And, and so it's it's creating a lot of that's that's sort of what they're doing on the political front, but on the military front, they're trying to set up a world where they don't have to invade. Taiwan, because they they know that they would lose a lot of people, and this is something that is not considered generally by by uh, Americans. But uh, ever since the one child policy, the Chinese don't have surplus boys. There is right now across every age cohort from from sixteen to thirty nine, at every year, there's like one million to two million um, fewer women. Uh, major population they crisis. They were strangling really. female children. You're putting them in baskets out to die in yeah. the middle of the street. And, yeah. and I mean, it literally, they did that for 25 years and they're, they don't have surplus people. Um, and so that's, that's one reason that they wouldn't. But anyway, anyway it's, it, Taiwan doesn't want to become part of Kami China. Kami China doesn't want to say you're. They don't want to give up that claim, and she is getting long in tooth, and he wants to leave behind, you know, a a legacy uh, like that. Speaking of legacies, uh, hey, how about that Chaz? How'd that work out, uh, Chaz Chop? Well, uh, a young man was killed in the lawlessness of Chop because uh, the mayor of Seattle surrendered a Seattle police precinct to these idiots. Well, the the first, hopefully, of many many settlements has been paid out. 
city of Seattle will pay half a million dollars to settle a wrongful death lawsuit over the death of a 19-year-old at the Capitol Hill Occupy protest or CHOP. Lorenzo Anderson was shot to death in the protest zone two years ago this month. Suzanne Fawn has reaction to the settlement from the city and the lawyer for Anderson's family. This has put a black in the eye of the city of Seattle. What happened in some... That is uh, Lawhawk. Um, the uh, the attorney there, I'm, you know, frankly, half a million bucks is chump change. I'm really kind of surprised it's that low. I, that was my immediate reaction as well, yeah. Um, I, some of the behavior of, of the victim, you know, was part of the lawsuit as it would be uh, and the whole thing. But, man, line up the businesses and, and the whole thing. Just the absolute surrender of civil authority in, in, in the face of... Of, of a mob not exercising a First Amendment right because you, you, you don't have uh, a First Amendment right to loot Cheesecake Factory. You see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the Cheesecake Factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. But... Uh, to be fair, it is unclear, and I'm putting two things together um, on that. But but anyway, uh, the surrender is the word. Uh, and, and then two years later, you, you surrender a police precinct, and then they're, they're going to turn it into the Seattle People's Department. Two years later, you're hemorrhaging cops and the, the crime rate is skyrocketing. Not, not unclear where, where we got that. The much heralded summer of love at the time, uh, which people wanted to become Woodstock, uh, slowly turned into uh, Altamont Speedway. Yeah, right. Um, it, it, it absolutely, um, a hypocrisy hawk. Uh, is able to point this out at, in real time, and you know what? If if you if you didn't catch it, national TV was glowing about Jenny Durkin's response and her backing down to these thugs, these armed thugs that that won uh, and, and and made Seattle police retreat because their civilian authority wouldn't back them up and wouldn't back up civility. And, and now, uh, shockingly, Hot Take Hawk says they're leaving. All right, back in a second. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get to work with our right-way traffic.